0: Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, PO Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord and with his strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be.
1: Welcome, welcome to God be the glory. We are on and we are ready to start Rejoice Pompano Bible Study. And this is July the 6th, and tomorrow is a very, very special day for me and for my husband, for our entire family. We would not be here if Bob did not come home. But praise the Lord, he came home. And I just give God all the glory and honor because it wasn't anything I did special. It's all what the Lord did. And we just have to have a close walk with the Lord, and we just must, we must pray. We must talk to the Lord. We must read his word. We must stand in the gap for our spouses, for our loved ones. And you know what? I want you to make sure that you all understand. It doesn't matter where your spouse is. It doesn't matter if they're home or if they're gone. It doesn't matter if they're in another country or wherever they're at. It doesn't matter. It matters that you're praying for restoration of your marriage. And it matters that you may have been married one month, or you've been married 10 years, or 25 years. It doesn't matter. It matters that you stood before God at that day of your wedding and said, for better or for worse, or richer for poor, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. And that is the part we have to understand. And I just want you to know that I am so excited to, uh, to have this another year be here. And, uh, and I got to tell you a little story. Just walking in tonight, I have just been blessed because I've been praying for everybody before I even get up here. But um, I just had a little girl, a young girl, they all look younger than me, let me put it that way. But anyway, we had a young girl, and I can't think of her first name, Lori, from Washington. What? Where is she? What's your first name? Morgan. Morgan, I could not think of that. Morgan, you know what? grandma has to get to know you more than one time to remember your name (laughs) Your, your spiritual mom just can't remember but anyway Morgan is from washington state and just moved to savannah georgia a month ago or less than a month ago and she said she had to come down here to meet us so anyway, I know we got one person from out of town and from out of state, so if we have any more, raise your hands, we've got Renata. And Renata, you may recognize her, a couple of you, but Renata is from Brazil, and she comes down once a year uh, over, around, uh, from uh, to see her mom. How convenient to have your mom live in, in South Florida, you know? So anyway, um, I'm thrilled to have Renati here. But Morgan came and she brought me a gift. Now, I am at home and I'm getting dressed and I didn't know what to put on today, I didn't plan it. And I thought, I'm always cold there, so I'm just going to get one of my red, I'm going to wear red today for representing red roses that I'm not going to get tomorrow because Bob is not here to give them to me. So I, he always gave me roses, and the year after Bob died, I got to tell you what my kids did. They gave me and sent me flowers on this anniversary, and they said, you know, we love you, and we know all about the celebration. So anyway, my kids were very special. They didn't keep it up, but they did it the first year. I just thought I'd say that, you know. (laughs) But anyway, we wanted to, the, the whole point was that she brought in white roses. And I said, oh my goodness, now I match. I have red, and I've got my red blouse on and sweater, and now I have roses for tomorrow to look at. To remind me, my husband, my Lord, who is my husband, knew my heart's desire of what I would be missing, and he provided And he wants to provide for you in those little details. Believe it. Believe it. Believe he knows what you're thinking and that he will do things beyond what you can imagine if you will keep a close relationship with him if you will walk and talk i literally thought about the roses when i'm getting dressed tonight so it was not a long thought but the lord knew the lord knew my heart and i just want you to know that i want you to get to know the lord that he's so awesome and we've got to get to understand he's not this god far away he's a god that loves you and cares about you right now So anyway, I am just so excited to have you here and everybody here to celebrate Bob's victory home with the Lord, but most of all, that he's alive in heaven with no pain, no sorrow, no anything. He is walking the streets of gold, and he would say, ah, thank you, honey, but I was there, now you do it. But the big thing is, is that he left a testimony, and our testimony is so powerful so what are you going to leave your family? What is your example? Every day we're a living example, and I'm asking you to be a living example for who you ever meet and say Jesus is the answer for any, any of your problems. It doesn't matter. It's, it's all about who we serve. So I'm going to open up with Matthew 7 and verse 24, as I always do in pray. It says, Matthew 27, Matthew 7, sorry, verse 24 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But I didn't have my foundation on the rock. I didn't. I failed. And you may not have your foundation on the rock when your marriage collapsed, but don't worry. Your rock is right here now. The Lord is going to be your rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand and the rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat it against that house and it fell with a great crash. I want you to know your house may have fallen apart. It may, you may have had a tornado, you may have had a flood. We've had a lot of weather going on in the middle of the states and we may have had anything, but it doesn't matter. My house, I thought my house was on the rock, but I did, I stopped praying, I stopped believing. I joined in with our arguments. I was not the the Christian woman I needed to be. I didn't pray for my husband like I needed to. I didn't do what I was supposed to be doing. And you know what? The Lord allowed me to go through this fire, go through these circumstances, Bob and I both, to turn it all around to good, like Romans 8.28. And Romans 8.28 is where we are today. God turned it all around to good. And god gets all the glory so i want you to understand that regardless of your circumstances even you, if you fail even if you were the prodigal even if you were the one that was unfaithful even if you were the one that chopped him up and spit him out with your tongue it doesn't matter because jesus christ says come and i want to heal you i want to heal you first and then i want to restore and rebuild your marriage on the solid rock of jesus christ so I pray that you will be blessed tonight. We are going to um, pray, and then we're going to sing, My God is Awesome. Now, if you haven't figured out why I'm singing that tonight, is this weekend, I had a time with the Lord, and he and I just, I, a laureate called me and said, late, I think it was later that night, she goes, what's wrong with you? I said, I've cried all, all afternoon writing this, this, uh, the teaching, but singing and praising the Lord. And it was just a special time with the Lord and I. A lot of memories were brought back in my mind. But my God is awesome. And the next song we're gonna sing is for you. We wanna break every chain. We wanna break every chain. Every chain of bondage that you're in and every chain your spouse is in. We wanna be healed. We want our families set free from, and we're gonna pray tonight. Break every chain. So get into these songs and, and sing them with all your heart, not to the people next to you, but to the Lord, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for the people from the north, the south, the east and the west that have come. We thank you that you, we, you are a King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You are the healer. You are the provider. You are Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh father god you are more than we can even begin to imagine you're our advocate you are our husband you are our provider our healer you are our rock you are our refuge oh god the names are so many but you are also all we need at this very moment and we thank you for the marriages that are here that are represented of restored marriages that are in the process of having a marriage to be all that God wants it to be. We want to rebuild every area in our homes. And Lord, we thank you for the marriages that are restored, and they come back not only for, for them to grow in the Lord, but also to be an encouragement. And not only that, they bring other people that have marriage problems with them to say this is the answer. Divorce is not the answer. And we just give you the praise, we give you the glory and honor for all that you've done and all that you're doing. Lord, we thank you for the Internet. We thank you for all the ones that are going to be listening to this teaching. And Lord, I just cannot encourage everyone that is listening to Get a cup of coffee, get a cup of a glass of coke or whatever, and get your Bible, get pencil and paper, and sit down and learn to when you have time and learn or put it on your iPad, iPod, and drive and listen to it some other time. I don't know, run with it, but take me on a, your hike. But I want you to learn, and we just want this message to go around the world thousands of times, and we'll just give you the praise, Father God, for you being here. Bless us, guide us, speak to us, Holy Spirit. Breathe on us, open our ears, open our eyes, open our hearts to receive your message, your word, and may we worship the King of Kings right now and give him all the praise and the glory in Jesus' precious, precious holy name. Amen. All right, let's stand up and worship the King of Kings.
2: Everybody lift your hands as we celebrate the greatness of our God. He's great and he's greatly to be praised. There's a worship song that says this, our God is awesome. He can move mountains. Keep me in the valley. valley. Hide me from the rain. rain. Come on, our God is awesome. awesome. He heals me when I'm broken. broken. In strength where I've been weakened. Forever He'll reign. reign. Come on, say, my my God is awesome. He can move mountains. Keep me in the valley hide me from the rain, hide me from the rain. My, god is awesome. my god is awesome he heals me when i'm broken heals me when i'm broken. Strength, where I've been weak. strength where i've been weak forever he'll reign come on if you believe it lift your voice and say it. my god is awesome come on if you know he's awesome say it it's awesome. Lift your voice. Awesome. 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 My
3: God. My God. Awesome. Come on and testify. Awesome. Awesome. If you believe it, say it.
2: Awesome. Come on and say it. Awesome. My God. My God. Think about it. Savior of the whole world. Savior of the whole world. Giver of salvation. God is awesome. Today I am forgiven. His grace is why I'm living. Somebody ought to praise his holy name. Come on and testify. You know he's awesome. Say it. Come on and lift your voices.
4: Joyce Pompano I can't believe it's July I know I say this every month but seriously they are flying by these months are just zooming by do you guys feel that way okay I think I said it last month Let me remember if I see if I remember my quote the days are long but the years are short right the days seem long sometimes but the years fly by well, I am Lori Lassen, for those, Steinkamp Lassen. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter, and we are glad to... Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Stop. Um, we're glad to have you here. Um, we have a lot of guests tonight. We have a lot of out-of-towners and a lot of first-time people, so I'm going to go through a little bit of housekeeping really quick. We are glad that you are here, Um, and we're glad that you found us at our new location that we've been at for a few months now. And if you need the restroom, it is in the back of this room, um, so you don't have to exit. And when we finish tonight, if you have time to stick around and hang out with us for a little bit, we're going to have some refreshments, and you can have an opportunity to um, get to know some other people that are walking the same path you're walking. Um, If you're new tonight or visiting from out of town, when um, we conclude, if you would like to go to the round table that's right there, and my mom will come over there and spend just a couple minutes with you before um, she gets bombarded, just getting to know you a little bit. So if you just grab your snack and head over there, or if you want to get your snack after, we promise to save you some food. And um, so the new people can go over there to the table. Now, Birthdays and anniversaries. Who's got a birthday or anniversary in July? Okay, there's, look at all these. Okay, we're gonna start in the front, right here. What's your name? And tell us if it's your birthday or anniversary. Um, Martha, Martha, and it's her birthday today. I just happen to know that. (laughs) And Martha brought her handsome son with her, Casey, right? (laughs) So isn't that a nice birthday gift? She brought a date to Bible study tonight. Well, Martha, happy birthday. I can't think of a better place to spend your birthday. <laughs> okay, who else on this side? My son Joshua, the back there. Joshua, birthday. Happy birthday. Okay, on this side. July 13th. July 13th, happy birthday, Cindy. Okay, who else? Next table. Oh, start at the end here, I guess. We've got a lot at that table. Happy anniversary. July 16th, okay. Happy anniversary. Okay, happy birthday. Anybody else on this side? Oh. Happy anniversary. How many years? 10 years, happy anniversary. Are we clear on this side? Oh, on the way back. Happy anniversary. (laughs) Okay, we'll switch to this side. Front row. uh, Happy anniversary, Zoila. Okay. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary, that's great. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Anybody else on the side? That's it? Oh, in the back, yes. Earl, wait, I know, Earl's pointing to her. (laughs) Um, July 24th, 32 years. years. And since Kathy and Earl pointed out, they have a restored marriage and you're gonna get to hear from them tonight, but that's Kathy and Earl in the back. And they don't live in the area. They're in Fort Myers, right? So they come over and visit us periodically. Okay, since we pointed them out, how many, if you have a restored marriage, will you just stand up even if your spouse is not in the room with you, if you have a restored marriage? All right. Okay, those are our couples to go to tonight then, you guys, when you, afterwards when you want to talk. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Well, okay, I have two things to tell you. Our pastor has been going through the book of Romans. Have you guys studied Romans much? If you're looking for something to study, it is such a good book that is so full of, of wisdom. But yesterday he preached on suffering with hope. And it was a good sermon, but kind of one that when you see the title of it, you're like, ugh, I don't really want to suffer with hope. I'd rather suffer complaining and whining. And um, it was such a good sermon. He was talking about some of the reasons we suffer. Um, It's part of being identified with Christ, which is true. And so we often forget that, that we suffer because of that. Um, And another big reason is because we don't belong here. Like, we're aliens to this world. And so when we're going through hardships... It's very easy to think that this is it and this is the end and my suffering and my pain and my turmoil is so painful that this is all that I have to look forward to and I can't take another day, but this is just a very tiny part of what we have because we have eternity with our Savior to look forward to. And what you're doing right now is for that. It's not for today. It's not for this world and this earth. and so anyhow, I just want to challenge you. If you're looking for a section of the Bible to read, go read through Romans. It's, it's just a great book of the Bible, and I think you'll be blessed. Um, I heard another pastor this morning, my mom and I, were talking about the um, verdict that came down last week that I'm sure you all heard about from our Supreme Court and what they... Um, what they voted on regarding gay marriage. And so a lot of um, people have been talking about it. And I'm sure your pastors probably talked about it. But um, I heard Jonathan Falwell give a um, sermonette, basically, on it. And he said, it's not judgmental for the church to stand up against sin. It is our God-given responsibility. Therefore, God gets to define marriage, not the state. And he was talking about not only the, the ruling on gay marriage, but how as a church we have just let marriages as a whole go by the wayside. And so we do have a reason and a, and a um, right to be appalled at what has happened with the verdict and with the gay marriage. But we also have to look at the marriages that are falling apart and our marriages that are falling apart. And we have to fight and have that same passion of not settling for anything less than what God what God um, wants for it. And let me just read you a verse in Mark 10. Mark 10, verses 6 through 9. You might even have it memorized. I'm going to flip there real fast. Um, but at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh, so then they are no longer two but one. Therefore, what God has joined together let man not separate and that when you guys get discouraged and have those days where you say I I don't know why I'm doing this and I can't go on and my cousin thinks I'm crazy and my kids think I'm nuts and all of that because what you're doing is not popular it's much easier for your friends and family to tell you just move on you don't need to hurt that bad but that's the verse you take them back to what God has put together let man not separate and so have passion about what's happening in regards to our our nation with the marriages and with the the gay marriage, but have the same passion with your marriage and with your friends' marriages and with your relatives' marriages. And you know what? If your family thinks you're crazy, that's okay. Like, we thought my mom was nuts. Um, We thought she was nuts the day my dad came home. We were like, oh, this is not gonna last. I remember thinking, this is not gonna last there'll be a problem and he'll leave again. And he never did. So it's okay if people think you're crazy, (laughs) right? Do you want to be crazy for Jesus? I mean, be crazy for Jesus. (laughs) There's other things to be crazy for. People go to these football games and hockey games and paint their body crazy. So we can be crazy for Jesus. Well, I'm sure some of you have got a brief testimony to share of things that have happened over the past month. So I'm going to invite you. We're going to take a couple minutes and do testimonies. If you've got a brief testimony to share, I'm just going to ask for you all to line up at one time so that we can factor our time in. But if you've got a testimony, if you want to come up here and then um, just share what God's been doing in your life in the past month. All right. Just give your Oh boy,
5: hi, my name is Linda. Um, I just wanted to share, I don't think I've ever shared since I've been coming to Rejoice, have I, Charlene? No, you haven't. I have not, and it's been a long road. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you why, because I think the first um, meeting that I went to Rejoice, the first thing, one of the few things that came out of my mouth was that my mouth could level buildings. I did say that. Um, and, and we, yeah. And God works on that because, boy, He had to really do a work on me because, you know, I come from a family of seven older brothers and, um, you know, you get beat up a lot. So you learn to defend yourself whenever you see anything that's wrong. So. Is
1: that
5: an excuse? No. And what? And I'm from New York. That's right. And my husband of thirty four years is a police officer. So figure that one out.
3: Sorry,
5: stop your excuses. Okay. No. But but seriously, it it's been a long road and I and I sometimes I've been very hesitant to um to share or to come up to say anything, um, always out of fear because what's what's happened is that every time I minister or God sends me somebody, which he does a lot, you know, I end up going like this, you know, because I know what's coming—the barrage of attacks—and and, and um, it's really important that you learn that that's part of it. Um, but there is so much glory to give um, God in this. Now, I was separated and divorced for five years, and. My husband, God restored my marriage, um, and we got married on the same day. And then my husband left again. But I will tell you that um, I just have to praise God because I'm seeing little seeds of what God is doing. But more important, aside from that, which I think I just told one of the new girls that don't look at time because there is no time in God, but it's more important, or my testimony is more what he has done for me and how he has changed me. Um, I am there is a great thing to say about being stable and not to be led by your emotions. And um, that's been a long road for me because after thirteen years, not that I count time, but after thirteen years, it took me a long time to get there and to be able to just stand no matter the circumstances of what I see from my natural eyes. So those of you that are just beginning this journey, it's more important for you to look in the mirror at yourselves and what God is doing in you because you are only responsible for yourself. You're to pray for your spouse, but you're responsible for yourselves and what God is doing in your life because those of us who think, oh, it's all his fault or her fault, not true we do have a lot of things that can be worked on and sometimes there those are um, things that you take into the marriage not knowing you think that you may have gotten over it or you know it's not going to affect you it does affect you it all affects you and um and so it's important and i wanted to share that and after um having my prodigal come home and leave but only live four blocks away it's torture to have him live four blocks away but um there is uh, we are going on a family vacation next month. So that is a huge deal in my book. So I just want to tell you, yeah, it's a huge miracle. I just want to say to be encouraged, be encouraged. And for those of you that have not dealt with forgiveness, boy, you know, if you can't get past that, forgiveness is such a big deal because it's where you get broken and where God can take those pieces and really. Do something in your life. So I'm going to stop now because I'm going to cry. But I just want to thank you and, and thank Charlene and, and Lori and Tim that, um, you know, they, they sit in the background and they don't get enough credit for those things that they do. So
1: thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So you. And those subjects, Lord, change me. We have a CD that we recommend. Lord, change me. Forgive them. Is I have we have a CD that they're $5 a piece Lori didn't even mention that but we have oh oh is that still coming up okay forgive them is one of the good ones uh, because you need to forgive them every day every hour sometimes and 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 even when you're remarried you need to forgive them so you know I just want you to say that forgive them is awesome Michelle come
6: Hey everybody, my name is Michelle. Um, Just first, all you new people and those that have been standing for a while. I've been standing for a little while. I'm actually, my husband and I went through the divorce, but he's still mine. And um, last year, really quick, um, I went through a deep depression. The Lord healed me from that. And he's preparing me for this year, which my husband has been calling almost every single day since January and um i miss a lot of his calls not on purpose but (laughs) but anyways the other day he came over and i had my wedding picture up our wedding picture up and usually he'll walk by it and not acknowledge it because he doesn't you know want to feel that you know but that day um he walked to the wedding picture he stared at it really close and he had a smile on his face he's like wow he's like i can't believe you still have that picture of us i was like of course And I said, it's okay, don't worry about it, because, you know, I'm still standing. And then um, he randomly called me and says, did you say that you're still in it for the long haul? And I said, yes, I I didn't change my mind, and that still stands. And he said, okay, so he called and asked me again a few other times the same question. And uh, then he came over and sat on the sofa and said, you know, I would like to see you every single day for, Forever, basically. I said, Really? I was like, That sounds good to me. Um, but he is with someone else, which is okay. I'm not worried about the other person. I know that I'm praying. I know that God's going to restore my marriage. And he's working in my husband because I've seen the change. So, <clears throat> um, and look what yeah. she's wearing. My oh, ring. Yes. rings yes. on. <laughs> Um, so anyways, the Lord put in my heart, um, just be ready any moment and, um, put in my heart to order a key for him. So, (laughs) um, I'm going to pray about it when the right time is to give it to him because it's, you know, in that sense, you know, I want to be led by God. Um, but, um, I just want to encourage everyone, don't give up and don't worry about the circumstances. Just keep praying, believe in your heart and, um, he'll bring them home. Amen. It doesn't matter
1: if they go into another marriage, it does not matter the circumstances. It matters what you know God has told you. God told me, Bob was planning his wedding, and he said, you know what? You're going to tell him that you're going to wait forever and 80 years in a rocking chair, which Bob gave us, gave me at your meeting, one of your meetings, at a 20 year anniversary. And, uh, and he said, she kept telling me, that doesn't matter what I do because you're going to be in a second marriage, you're going to be in a third marriage, you're going to be in a fourth marriage, that doesn't matter. It matters that you stand uh, in the gap forever due to your wedding vows, and you've got to remember that. And that is why all these men and women are shocked about what we're doing because they think, well, you're giving up on us. Well, we're not going to give up on our husbands and wife. Would you give up on your son? Would you give up on your daughter? Whatever they do, if they were in jail, would you give up on them? Never. I'd be there seeing my son or daughter. I'm not, don't even try. <laughs> Grandkids don't get any ideas. Because <laughs> I have the Bible with me, believe me. But anyway, I would love them anyway. And that's what you've got to say. Will you do what God wants us to do? But, you know, I just had to say, those testimonies are awesome. Thank you, Lord. My um, name is Keisha. I've
7: been standing for a year, separated a year and a half. When you think you got it, you don't have it. There's always something else God is gonna show you that needs to be worked on. God has turned mountains in my separation, but I guess the enemy started seeing that and started attacking me. This whole month of June, I have been blinded by the enemy. I pushed my husband away, I tried my best, I manipulated him, I told him we didn't need him, we didn't want him, I did the opposite of everything. But for some reason, he didn't go.
1: Wow! Every day
7: he was still in that house and Praise he wouldn't Lord. speak. He would just look at me. And it made me feel like I was bipolar. I was going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and every night I cried out and I cried out and I said, God, I don't know what's happening, but this is Are not me. Are you the
1: stander or is he? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know.
7: And, and I cried and I cried every night. And I, I said, God, it feels like I don't have control of myself. I don't know what's happening. But it felt like God had left me. But I knew I couldn't give up because God is the only one who's been here with me. So I fought it and fought it, and it lasted, honestly, until about a week and a half ago. And I did a 24-hour fast, and God started revealing things to me. And the three things he revealed to me was, you're so full of pride. And my husband had already told me that. (laughs) Um, You don't have to protect yourself because I am protecting you. And if you're praying for something and I'm giving it to you, you have to trust me. You don't have to rely on yourself. Everything my husband will offer, I'm praying for it and my blessings are coming through him, but I'm telling him I don't need it, I don't want it. I'll, the enemy had me blinded this whole month and I, and, and I just felt God lead me to that 24 hour fast because he's been giving me so many promises lately and after that 24 hour fast he revealed to me that the Jericho walls have fallen and the last week I've been getting the last three verses of the, of the prodigal son and then God revealed to me Charlene actually revealed it to me some months ago but I was running away from it that you need to zip your lips <laughs> And I finally ordered the MP3 about three or four days, no, about a week ago now. And I can honestly say I thought it was gonna be hard, but I never felt so humbled, so much peace, so kind, and it was the easiest thing to do, and I wish I would've done it because it was like a 180 turnaround in my husband. Even though things are great, it was like, a shift in me and I can walk even if the situation is still the same I still walk like it's, it just seems like I'm on top of the world just by closing my mouth and knowing that I am not in control so I, I just want to give God the praises because I the enemy could have he could have took me and I fought and I fought and I fought and it was the worst month ever but praise God I got the victory
8: Hello, my name is Coney, like on Coney Island. <laughs> anyway, um, I, God is truly amazing, and, and we, we are really so blessed. And, uh, you know, the song, both songs we sang, and, and uh, every chain is broken. It really is broken. And, and, and the devil tries to uh, say, well, you know, nothing's happening say, oh, oh, you're just confirming that that God is going to restore my marriage, okay? And so it doesn't matter what the, you know, the, what the devil says. Anyway, I moved uh, b- uh, down here uh, recently, about two and a half months ago. I didn't know uh, where I was gonna uh, live. I had, uh, I go, I, I knew I had to be uh, Close to uh, rejoice and driving distance, <laughs> uh, so, so uh, I'm a part of the uh, st- the Stewart group. So uh, God uh, led me to a really good church. He uh, opened up uh, a really a great location. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a very nice location. Um, and but I needed work. <laughs> Okay, um, anyway, so God guy gave me, um, God speaks to us in many different ways, but nevertheless, uh, God's speaking. You know? So a uh, guy gave me a, a dream, uh, and it was, um, this is a short dream, uh, and there, there was two $100 bills, and uh, my wife was with me, and on the $100 bills, uh, was uh, my name on the right side in really bold letters, vertical, I won't go, go into all the symbolism, uh, but I, I knew that that, that, that meant that the, uh, the money is coming, okay? And, and then uh, stamped on the front of the bill in this circle was marriage restored. Wow. Okay, so uh, uh, obviously the devil didn't give me that dream, and I didn't make it up. Um, Anyway, uh, and then three days later, a guy gave me a a scripture uh, which had to deal with uh, uh, when the Israelites were um, going to enter the uh, promised land that day. Um, Anyway, so uh, God says, today you get the job. Okay, so I told some people that, that that day that I was gonna get the job, okay? Because God doesn't, you know, God said so, that's it, doesn't matter. Okay, so I got a call a little later that day, uh, when I was telling my brother the dream, the the person who, um, he tried to call me for the job, and, and uh, but he couldn't get through because I was, talking to my brother <laughs> T- telling him <laughs> okay so, so basically um so i got off the phone and i called him and uh, uh so i got the job okay <laughs> i it, it, yeah, yeah th- thank you um anyway um it's uh i don't have to work weekends it's uh it's full time job, uh, 7 a.m. till 4 p.m., uh, Monday through Friday, paid holidays, and you know, uh, it's a county job. I mean, so obviously, it's, it's God. Okay, um, so, uh, but anyway, I want to share uh, a scripture. It's out of Romans. And, uh, God gave me a scripture out of Romans, and I felt there was actually, not just for me, but uh, for all of us, it's uh, Romans eight thirty-one through 33. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? No one, okay, no one. Not the devil and all his uh, lying cohorts. And then uh, verse 32 and 33. He, which is God, that spared not his own uh, son for us, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things. I mean, God's given us his son and our salvation, so he says he'll give us freely all things. So uh, anyway, um, I just uh, uh, thank everybody here. I'm I'm just really so blessed to be part of the group. And uh, anyway, uh, so uh, we we are part of the army that God is raising up.
9: Hello. My name's Kevin. Uh, I've been standing for about two years now. Uh, wife filed for divorce about nine months ago. Been going through that, it's getting close to the end. And realized last a few weeks ago I was stressing like crazy over it. Matter of fact, one day I even went home from work early because of it, which is very unusual for me. Uh, found myself at the edge of my bed, on my knees, literally crying. Crying out to God. Uh, and then I started saying scriptures, the promises that he gave us. You know, don't be anxious about anything Uh, by prayer and petition turn your problems over to God and the peace of God would uh, would guard your heart and mind Uh, he that is in me is greater than he is in the world and all all those scriptures and whatnot and after about 10 or 15 minutes of that I realized that I was looking at my circumstances and all of a sudden I felt a sudden calmness stop crying it just happened Uh, and giving it to God works it just we just have to just have to do it.
4: Amen. Do you notice what they're all saying? They're in the word. They're all saying God's speaking to them in the word. So when you're having those bad days, don't put your Bible on the shelf. Get your Bible
0: out. My name's Jay, and I guess I'm in the Word too, so this is good. Um you pass, right, sorry. Thank you. Um, I've been standing I'm not sure how long now. Four years, I think. And uh, my beautiful wife, Cheryl, um, right before we came here, I got to see her, which is kind of neat. We have a 14-year-old daughter. So um, I was able to see her when she picked her up. And she looked beautiful, I got to tell you. I hadn't seen her in a few weeks. Um, I'm sorry that's not really part of my testimony, but I just had to add that. the uh, My main testimony was, as I'm sure all of us have been a number of times, asking God what's going on, why is it taking so long, I'm, I'm in your will, I'm in your word, you're telling me this is going to happen, I know t- time isn't my time, it's your time, but, but come on Lord, and... Uh, Give me a break, because I just I don't know if I can keep doing this. And you know, and the and the evil ones got all of his demons doing all they can um, to to knock you off uh, your ideas and and standing on God's will. And so I happened to be on a long drive um, up up I-95 up to uh, Titusville. And I had a lot of time to think and a lot of time to pray. And I was listening to a, um, a pastor uh, recorded um, uh, one of his... Um, what's a pastor do? Thank you. A sermon. Thank you. Um, I'm getting older. I'm sorry. And, um, and so I'm listening to this sermon, and it's, and it's wonderful. And I'm talking to God, and I'm like, you know, Lord, again... I'm falling short, and I am just, I can't do it anymore. I need you right now to give me something. Is this what you want? And then I thought for a moment, I thought, yeah, I'm sure at some point he's going to say something. Because he always does. I've, I've been very blessed to have that. And I, and I look ahead, and I'm like, what is that? Well, it was a, it was a, a, a covenant transport truck. That was about a quarter mile in front of me and I drive pretty fast and uh, so I was I was gradually catching up to it And uh, and I passed it and I took a picture and uh, it's it's in here. Don't tell anybody I took a picture while I was driving, but uh, in fact there it is right there All right confirm. That's what it is. All right. Thank you Um, In Titusville, I had some uh, stuff I had to do and ate lunch up there. I went to a chick-fil-a and uh, as I was opening up my sandwich to, uh, to put some barbecue on it, I open it up, and, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I look at my chicken. What's that look like, Lori? It's
3: in the shape of a heart. <laughs>
0: I don't know about you, but I've never had a piece of chicken in a shape of a heart like that. And uh, so... I, I, I thought well you know any way you want to tell me God I'm good with that you know heart-shaped chickens perfect and um, he just I he spoke to me easily ten times that day and and I needed it every one of them and uh, I saw two Covenant transports on the drive back so it was just like bang 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 thank you God
4: While she's coming, for those of you that don't know about the Covenant transport trucks, we don't have them much down here, but up north, even North Florida, they're all over the place. But it's not, there's nothing magical in the truck, but it's just a reminder right in front of your eyes of what you're standing for, which is that covenant that is your marriage. So if you go on our website, you can see the whole story about the covenant transport trucks. And a few months ago, we even got a phone call from the company because they were redoing their website. And when they Googled covenant transport truck, it repeatedly kept coming up to our website instead of theirs. Because we had so many mentions of Covenant trucks on our website, so the webmaster—I think it was the owner—that called, wasn't it? It was the owner called and said, "Who are you? And don't come up here. You gotta save your breath." <laughs> who, he said, "Who are you? And why? <laughs> who? Who?" I know who are you and why are you coming up when we search for our company so anyhow he went through the whole story and we'll share it someday of why how they even came about with the name of Covenant Transport and he has shared with his drivers many of whom are independent contractors you have so many people taking pictures of your truck and watching you and like woohooing when they see you so anyhow the Covenant truck people know about all of us crazies so <laughs> he's a believer. oh yes he's a believer yes Yep. He
1: wept all Saturday yes. that when he was uh, finding us because he read all about our website. And so it was a divine phone call that was so awesome because he believes that the name was, he and his mother made it, decided that was what God wanted them to call it. And then to see how God is using it in another way to encourage people about marriages, which they believe in so strongly, he said he was just beyond measure of God was blessing him.
4: I don't know about the heart-shaped chicken. I don't know, we'll have to check on (laughs) it.
10: Hi, (laughs) yes. My name is Martha, and I have more of a praise than really a testimony, but um, just a brief history. Um, my husband and I were separated for five and a half years. And after five and a half years, he did file for divorce. Um, six and a half months ago, the divorce took place. Um, so, um, two weeks ago, June 20th, would have been our 23rd, um, wedding anniversary. And during that time, I was just a bit, you know, sad, depressed, discouraged, like everybody else. But God gave me two words from his word, and like you said, we have to stay in his word. That's what helps keep me sane anyway. But um, from Psalms 116 verse seven, it says, return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. And you know, because God is good and he's in control. And even when I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, I don't see any signs. I know that he's working, and I have to trust him. So I do give him praise that he's allowed me to see and celebrate my 43rd birthday today. And so thank you. (laughs) And um, I do have one of my sons. I have two sons. We have two sons. The oldest is back in school in D.C. He's um, in summer school, and my youngest is here until August. So I... Yeah. <laughs> yes, he <does> because He <laughs> <spend any time. laughs> <I wanna come. laughs> came only because it's my birthday. So I appreciate it. <laughs> but um, so I just, I just give God praise. And Psalm 146, where it says, I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. So I just say to him be all the glory and that I trust him and that he is good and he's in control and I'm waiting on him to restore and reconcile.
1: Thank,
11: Thank you. Walk in faith. Wow. I'm, I'm so amazed that so many people came out tonight. I've been following you for such a long time and on Facebook, and um, I, I've been quite disobedient to the Lord, you know, coming here because I went through this phase of, Standing and I said, no, I know what God's word says. I've been a Christian 17 years. My husband and I met at Calvary Chapel for Lauderdale. In the natural, he wasn't my type. All the girls were like, you're I was like, no, no. And I fell in love with him right away. We had, um, he came out of uh, going through burying his first wife, unfortunately, who was diabetic. That was like his uh, sweetheart for years. And uh, he had a son, Joseph, so I, I was like, I never wanted to be with a guy that had a kid, you know, but I'm very loving, you know, I believe, you know, God gave me the heart of Jesus. I was like, all right, well, you know, at least I don't have to deal with the other mom around, but, you know, I felt bad for them. I wanted to um, be a blessing to his son. His son wanted a mommy, and uh, I took on that challenge, but I didn't know my husband uh, had a lot of issues from the past that he still had to deal with, you know. When his wife died, um, his father died at the same time, so, you know, we don't realize you know we're coming into we want to be a blessing but he was still broke he was still hurting really deeply and um anyway we went through a lot um i w- had babies back to back and i said well this will make him happy you know um trying to fill that void but unfortunately you know like i said he it was very abusive verbally unfortunately and i wanted a christian godly home and this is what i've been in the word for many years and i didn't want one putting me down or speaking down to me and i didn't want that around my kids So eventually, um, I had to leave the house twice. Um, And then I did the divorce thing just to like scare him. He's like, I'm not signing that because he's born and raised worship leader, prison minister. And I was like, well, you know, it's either we get help, you know, it's like trying to reach out to him to get some help. Here I am at Calvary Chapel. They have all these ministries and he wasn't reaching out. Very rebellious, very prideful, and just a lot of hurt anyway. So- The praise is- yeah, the praise <laughs> is, anyway, he fell into an adulterous relationship. He's living with her. It's like a codependency thing, whatever. But I'm still not looking at that. Um, I know he knows the Lord 20 years, so. You Remember
1: can't. who he is in Christ. Yes, amen, amen. And the enemies deceived. Yes, him. And, yes. And mm-hmm. now you're the one that's going to stand amen. in the gap for your marriage. Yes. And you know what yes. God has told you. Mm-hmm. You don't give up
11: no I'm not I I did the other day I'll be honest with you I threw in the time I was like because he wrote me a letter I'm in love with her I moved on and I said you know but meanwhile he calls me crying hysterical he can't believe he's in this situation it's almost like he's, he's screaming yes
1: but he's devil-minded yes that's what you're going to learn you're going to stop divorce radio turn mm-hmm. it on and yes leave it on for mm-hmm. the pastors and for our teachings but we're just praising I'm the Lord I'm so that happy found to us. be here. Yeah. I'm so glad thank you, so you came. Yeah, now you me. can bring thank the you. rest of the ones I, that are over there. I am. I'm a recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> so you better get a bigger room here, honey.
12: Well, thank we can, you. We take
1: all the tables <laughs> out. We can sit 300, I
3: think. Just
12: <laughs> people. Yeah. Hi. Oh, is that too loud? No. I'm Katie from Melbourne Beach. I've been staying in for eight years and I just have a quick praise because I know we're short on time. Uh, My husband only comes to see us three times a year for 10 days, he's out of the country. And this last 12 day visit, I asked God for a sign, you know, and I'm thinking of all the signs he could give me. Let him grasp my hand or give me a kiss, anything. (laughs) Nothing, nothing. So my in-laws come to visit us, which was a blessing. And so we're traveling to St. Augustine now, my husband and I reconciled once already, and he upgraded my diamond in my wedding band, gave me a beautiful diamond, and then he left again. So we're driving to St. Augustine, and my daughter looks False at—
1: start, remember.
12: <laughs> my daughter looks down at my hand, and she says, Mom, where's your diamond? And my diamond was gone. Now that diamond was my rainbow. It stood for the promise that God kept to me. My husband and I had reconciled. He upgraded my diamond. That diamond, that was my rainbow and it was gone and right away i heard satan in my head say i took your husband just like i took your diamond and the holy spirit just swooped in and said just trust me katie just trust me keep trusting me and so before my husband left to go back to afghanistan and wherever else he goes he said katie i know he knew that diamond meant the world to me and he said i'll replace your diamond for you wow this is my ex-husband we're divorced so that was my sign thank you
1: that
4: is the sign Awesome. Tim, am I missing the other microphone? <laughs>
3: no, <I
4: didn't> want. <laughs> we want to hear from Earl. No.
1: Did he, did he say it's here? It's
4: it's hiding. Sorry, it's very dark in there. It's hiding. Are you going to introduce them? Yes. Is that why you're standing yes. up here with me? Yes. <laughs> She I give did. her a break. She says, I'm so tired after Bible study. And we say, go sit down in the middle and take a break. But well, I did.
1: I just had to add two cents onto some Let of these.
4: give two cents. If it's your birthday and anniversary at the end of the night, go back to the bookstore table and pick out a free gift for your birthday and anniversary.
1: Okay? It's a gift from us. And uh, I want you to know that Lori always mentions Tim in the back. He's our oldest son. And also uh, we have here is Madison who is Tim's daughter, and uh, Kayla is uh, our other granddaughter that's here tonight. So we have family here as well as staff here, so we're thrilled to have our grandkids who are thrilled to be here. Did I forget one of I the family something. members?
4: I want it, Brittany, can you stand in the back? Brittany is our newest Rejoice team member in the back. Amen, so. brand new. You will get to talk to her tonight and get to know Brittany better. And if you call or email, you'll talk to Brittany. But we just wanted you all to meet her and see who she is.
1: We have somebody answering the phone all the day now. Praise the Lord. We took a leap of faith. Uh, we're, we're thrilled. I'm here. You, can, you guys can hold these. I don't need them. But anyway, this is uh, Kathleen and uh, Earl. And Earl, I can remember because that's my father-in-law's name. And... Uh, there we go. But anyway, they have been, she's been standing with our ministry many, many years ago. How many? 15? It was in
13: 92 or 3 or 4. A yeah. long time ago.
1: So a long time ago. And they came over, I don't even know, a year or so ago. Would that be about right? And they came and never say anything. And then afterwards, uh, I always try to go out with the visitors, and they, we met the next day. And we were there probably three or four hours uh, with both of them sharing their story. And I said, you know, when you ever come back, you know, and they keep popping in, and, and I see them afterwards, but I never see them during it. So they, I asked them last month when they came. I said, "Would you please just do a five-minute, ten-minute, anything? Because I know when you get restored marriage and you're you're restored and you have stayed together through the thick and thin of the process of marriage restoration, you'd love to hear that." And we we're blessed that uh, Kathy was the standard. We're blessed that Earl was obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what. I say so strongly, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, they have been, the Holy Spirit is speaking to your spouse all the time. And Earl can talk about that, but the most important is that they are obedient to finally break the chain and walk out of whatever circumstance they're in and come home. And we're thrilled to have this couple share their testimony. So please come. And uh, next time it'll be an hour testimony because. We'd love to have them more. <laughs> but, next but, oh, let me, oh, oh, okay. But, but Earl told me last month, I don't talk. I don't talk. So I'm not going to be able to do this. But this afternoon or yesterday, the Lord said, You can talk a little bit.
14: <laughs> I'm going to let Kathy Praise start. Praise the Lord.
1: I'm going to let
14: Kathy start because we only have five minutes and then I don't well, have to talk. <laughs>
1: I, I should have put the, uh, fewer testimonies, but I didn't realize that. No, you can go ahead. Don't.
13: Yeah, it's, it's pretty scary. At church yesterday, we had prayer, and everybody said, Don't think about what to say, just say whatever. And then today, they said the same thing, and it's scary. There's a lot of stuff. You know, we've been restored together 16 years, we have four kids. <laughs> um, it, was, it was a long haul. You know it's it's hard to know what to say it really is um, one of the scriptures was uh, in Isaiah 57:18, 18 I think it is um, and it was God made it a little more personal for me he just said I have seen his ways but I'm gonna heal him anyway and Earl was kind of you know doing whatever and you know, I was pregnant with our fourth daughter, you know, it was, it was, there was a lot going on, and um, God just revealed stuff to me, Um, and he was just faithful, you know, my sister said, I know you, Kathy, and you can't do this, you know, and I couldn't do it, but God can, God can, and when we, when we just read his word, when we hear what God's telling us, and we do it, and it doesn't have to make sense. We have to hear him, though, and you can't do it because somebody else said you should do something. You really have to know him. You really have to just stand in there, and then it it changes. You know, Earl said, um, wild horses couldn't drag me home. I never really loved you anyway. What else did you say? Uh, Well, I don't remember. (laughs) I wrote the book of it. <laughs> oh, he said I married him for his money.
14: <laughs> for the gravy trade. The gravy
13: yeah. trade, exactly, exactly. But, um, you know, it was just, it was, a, it was a process. You know, when he first left, um, I was writing in my journal, which was a huge thing from, from you. I had had some in school, but I realized that was your thing. Write down what God tells you. It's so important and because you'll remember things again. But um, God said that I would have to let Earl go. I was on the beach and he said, it's gonna be a process and it's a process. I w- we wish, you know, when you have a baby, that was another thing God spoke to me a lot, you know, about having a baby and how um, we think it's gonna be so fast or, or so. It's a hard thing and we can fight against it and it will take longer it'll take longer and if we just can relax and trust God and that he's our midwife and he's there with us and maybe you're not gonna have your whole church with you in the in the birthing room where you're at because they don't understand and my pastor didn't understand our our friends I had a few friends you know um, and I found this group which was amazing all those years ago you know just to have them but you need, you need to hold on to Jesus. That's the only hope.
0: Uh,
14: all I know is she kept telling me I'm coming home. She kept telling me that I was coming home. For seven years she told me that. I told her, you're crazy.
3: There's I nothing crazy. at home
14: that I want. No way, there's no way, there's no way. Finally one day God said, son, go home. And I went home. And I was, my my family's restored. My children's lives are restored. We're enjoying our grandchildren. I mean, it's still a process. We, I mean,
13: yeah, we're not.
14: It didn't. When we got back together, it wasn't boom. Everything's great. I mean, we still fight like cats and dogs, but we love each other, and 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 it's all because of God. Nothing yeah. that she did or nothing that I did. Yeah. Absolutely nothing that I did. <laughs> I ran as fast and, and as hard and as far as I could. He kept pulling me back.
13: Yeah, it wasn't, and that's the thing, it's not us. You know, that scripture in Second Chronicles 20 about the battle's not ours, but it's the Lord's, right. is so true. There is nothing I could have done to bring him back, God showed me that. But I just kept standing and saying, God, you know, I knew what God had told me, and only God could do it. Only God could do it, but if we give up, then it's really harder for God to do it, you know but um, and I know it's really hard, I know it's hard, but it's worth it. it is worth it. I remember I read a testimony about somebody saying uh, at a restaurant or something something about this is my my first husband or something talking about him and that that was them like that it had been restored or it was like a bad dream and it really is like that it's just so hard when you're in the midst of it to, to believe that could really happen but he, but it can it can because God's faithful and what he tells you he's going to do what he promises he's going to do
14: the most important thing I can tell you is do not listen to what anyone else has to say listen to what Jesus Christ tells you
1: I, I know that they shared just briefly tonight, but I want you to understand that no marriage is perfect when you get back together again. Uh, you have to, both of you, and this is what that we teach now so strongly is we have to pray first and, and I believe you got saved when you came back home where you were, I tell was, me that I story again re- because I, I can't re- remember. It. Okay, you rededicated your heart you to the Lord, me. okay. I remember you telling me that, I'm trying to remember. Um, and that, you have to pray for that to happen. You know, the husbands come home, but often they don't repent when they come home. They come home and then God then, you have to pray then for them to have that personal deep relationship or a re- rededication of their heart or life if they've already been a believer. Because we want that renewing of the Holy Spirit with them and all. So, Lord, there, there was that process. And what they have to know and what they continue to do is grab those hands instead of yelling, fighting like cats and dogs. You can grab hands and you can say, Lord. This is a hint from Charlene and, from Fabian and Luz, per Fabian and Luz, we put it in action down here. And and we said, when you're ready to uh, let it go, and you start to let it go, and you're not going to end this fight because you don't agree, you grab hold and say, Lord, here's my side, here's her side. So, Lord, you speak to us, and we're not going to discuss it right now until you, you speak to one of us. And God can do that. And you, to have your spouses home, you know what? They may not pray, but some of them may say, you may be allowed to pray, you know, pray blessings at the dinner table, or, Lord, give us wisdom. You don't have to make a big prayer if they're not home and they're not right with the Lord. Just say, Lord, bless this food, or bless, help us know what you want us to do. That is the secret. But this couple has been restored 15, almost 15, 16. 16 years. So it works, and they've got what he is saying. He missed out, if he would have missed out, on his children yep. and his grandchildren. And that's what he said when he was there. It was so close by not being obedient. And we have to keep praying to break the shackles and break the strongholds that no matter what they're doing, what they're saying, God is awesome and greater. Greater is he that is in him than, and in us than he that is in the world. Right. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm so glad you did that. Do you have one more comment?
13: I just, I just wanted to say, I, I think that um, the expectation was really bad. Because I really expected he was going to really be a strong Christian when he came back home, and he wasn't. Really expected things were going to be different than they are, right. and then right. that almost destroyed me. You know, my kids were happy, Earl was happy, and I was miserable. And I, I didn't listen to enough stuff. <laughs> Obviously, I kind of dropped off the face of the earth and, for a while there. And that's what happens. You need to keep yeah. standing
1: yeah. forever, forever, forever. Don't turn us off because she. That's what. That's the secret. You have to keep standing close to the Lord and pray, and then you will get through steps and processes. That's why these couples here are so important, and for other couples. But or get into a couples, um, couples club or a couples uh, Bible study at at church. You got to do something to work on your marriage, and not everybody understands. Uh, God bless you. Not everybody stands what marriage restoration is. A lot of people don't understand it. But God is faithful. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want one more comment? Nope. Okay. (laughs) You did great. (laughs) Prodigals do come home. (laughs) This is Luz, and we have many new people here. And this is Luz, Fabian and Luz, you all have, they have three CDs and have shared. And she just came over and said, is there any way I can share? And how could I say no to Luz, after she's done all they've done in, in doing CDs, so.
15: Thank you. God bless you. Um, my heart is literally gonna, I felt it was just gonna come out of, of me because I needed to share what I have to share. It's someone out there. This is about, it's a beautiful praise that happened. My husband doesn't even know what I'm gonna say. Um, a few weeks ago, um, my, my family and uh, myself, my husband, my children, spouses, etc., went to dinner. And um, let me let me start off a different way. When I was wayward and I had already two marriages. I was fed up of waiting for my husband because he was, as many of you know, very far away in Colombia, and I had just given up. Married one person, didn't work. Married a second person, didn't work. And I was just at my wits end, and I said, I was in a mega church, and I said, um, I'm, here I am, Lord. I weeped, I was crying, I was desperate, I was a wreck, a mess. And I remember this particular Sunday, uh, five minutes, I know, um, this particular Sunday, at this mega church, um, the pastor did something different. He had a big, big old uh, whiteboard and he had sharpies everywhere on the floor. And he said, For those of you who have given up and you're just giving yourself to God again, and say, Lord, do something with this mess that I have made with myself. And that was me, the mess. Um, not a good mom, not a good wife, gave up on my husband, a complete mess. So he said, I want you to start all over. And that's what I'm asking you tonight, start all over. He said, take a Sharpie on the floor, come up and write down the name of whatever, if it's a spouse, a child, your petition, because Jesus is here tonight. And I remember that night, the first thing that came to my mind was my husband. I hadn't talked to him in a very long time, maybe a year, no communication, nothing. And I wrote down my husband's name and Annalise's name, my daughter, my prodigal daughter, who is a lot closer to the Lord today. 2008, let's fast forward 2015, two weeks ago. My husband and I and my children are at a restaurant, local restaurant in Coral Springs. And we were just celebrating and rejoicing as a family. Well, I look over to my left and I see this pastor from the mega church with his wife and another couple. And I said, no. Well, I had never thought about that Sharpie board back in 2008, that was it. I left that church that day and I never thought about it. And when I saw this pastor, I said, oh my gosh, the Sharpie board, it all came back. And, and my husband doesn't even know this happened. And I said, Lord, this is incredible. And of course I did not approach the pastor or anything, but I just took a moment to thank God to say, because back in 2008, Lord, you heard that you used that Sharpie board as just a sign of faith. And here I am tonight with my family, celebrating and rejoicing. So if that word is for someone. There's no time for the Lord and he doesn't forget and he's faithful.
1: Life with your daughter that
15: uh, and my daughter Annalise is um, a lot closer to the Lord she is not in New York City anymore she's in Ocala Florida today and we are um, preparing a wedding and it's just weeks away and um, to God be the glory because because what he promised me one day that my husband will walk my daughter down that aisle and that there is no going to be that spouse this spouse it's just Going to be the way the Lord ordained it. What marriage? What He made marriage about? One man, one woman, forever. Amen. Yes. And to God listen, be the
1: glory. To God be the glory. I'm so glad you Thank shared that. You. God bless you. Okay, we normally don't have testimonies that were this long, but God was here. God was here, and uh, to God be the glory. We're just praise the Lord. We've eliminated two different things of music on our, uh, on our repertoire and so we're not going to do that and we're just going to go into teaching and uh, Lori said everything perfect about the Supreme Court other than one word and we, I'll say it, we must pray. Amen. We as a church and as individuals, we must take responsibility and pray for America for our pastors who may get targeted and we must pray for all the leaders and men and women who are in leadership in America that they whatever they do we have to pray that God will turn it around to good and but we must pray for all of our pastors and all of the different things that could happen, and we are to do this all in one word, in love, in love. Um, and I just want to tell you that we must live forever in love. If you haven't gotten filled up with agape love, then, then ask the Lord to fill you up with agape love and eros love. Arrows love is reigniting that, that love that you just can't stop touching each other. You want to go, uh, want to be together forever, and uh, no separate bedrooms, and no other of that junk. We need to ask the Lord to fill us up with agape love, that when they say anything that we don't like, that we just zip our lips and we say, Lord, we give it to you, and in, you know what? You died on the cross for all sinners, so I am just going to forgive them right now, and we're just going to say, Lord, touch them, change them, zip their lips, touch their heart and lives that so they would not speak ugly things to me or hurt me or hurt our kids or whatever. But in the same p- point, I know that there are men and women that are living in the same house, but they're not living in the same bedroom, or they're not touching each other, and, and you know what? That's not marriage. And, uh, and we have got to get serious about getting our marriages to be back where they should be. Now, I've talked a little about this uh, in years and months past. In fact, if you will go back and, and go to our website, if you don't know our website well, you need to learn it. Because under resources, but under newsletters is where you're going to go. Tim, what do they have to go to find newsletters? Is it resources? Okay, I, mean, I thought there might be something else. Um, but newsletters are under there. And go back and read the last three or four or five months. Because I talked about this very bluntly, very openly, and uh, people go, "Whoa, where did you go on that one?" And I go, "God spoke it, and I wrote it, you know." And uh, but we have to—we uh, women have shut the bedroom door too many times to punish and be in control of everything. And we've got to knock it off, and we've got to love our husbands unconditionally and not punish them for things that they might have said or done during the evening or anything else. That's free for the marriages that are here. It's free for the marriages that are getting restored tomorrow, the next day, or whatever. But I want you to understand that uh, I I am just amazed by what God does and what he's doing to your hearts and lives. And I want you to know that God touched me first. First at the altar to break me, to tell me that I had made a mess of my marriage. Even though Bob was abusive, he had been, um, was verbally abusive and sometimes physically. And why did I live like that? Because I loved him and so many, 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 many times, hundreds of times, I don't even know how many times, he would come to me afterwards and say, I am so sorry, I am so sorry. And way after, when we got divorced, and during our process of divorce, Bob found out the Lord brought it back in a dream that he had been abused and molested as a child when he was four or five years old by an uncle that uh, mentally was not right. And it just put all the pieces of our puzzle together. And, but I didn't give up on him those first, 19, first 18 years, but I gave up on the 19th year. I should have never given up. I should have known what this Word said. I should have known how powerful uh, the Lord is. And that is what I'm saying to all of us, that we need to know the Lord. We need to take responsibility for our own actions. You know, it doesn't matter what your husband says on the phone or your wife says or does. It matters what we say and how we react and how we pray for that solution or that problem or that issue that we have to decide what we're going to do with children and everything else is what we have to decide. We have to pray that God will touch and change their heart, their mind, and that we can stand and fight for our marriages. But my question to you is, and we're going to teach till 9 o'clock tonight because um, I want to, then we'll pray. Um, as we've always do. But I'm just going to tell you where we're at. If some of you have to leave at nine and not pray, then I understand that. But I've got to get our teaching in. But let's open up with uh, prayer. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for tonight. We thank you, thank you for all the testimonies and all the words of wisdom and knowledge and all the how you are speaking to your children. God, you do speak. God does speak a million different ways to us, And he also speaks to the prodigals, to the spouse, who who has become um, the one that has chosen to leave because of us, or chosen to leave because they found somebody else, or they've chosen to leave because of alcohol or drugs or adultery or pornography. It made me a million different reasons. But the enemy was the one that came to steal, kill, and destroy this marriage. And we have to wake up to realize it is not flesh and blood that has become to destroy this marriage, but it is Satan himself. And Lord, we just ask that you will open these dear standers, men and women, eyes to the truth, and the truth will set them free and their spouse free. Nothing, nothing is too hard for you. So Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you that you are going If there is anybody in this room, Lord, that has not surrendered their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray tonight they will come to Lori or I or someone else and say, I need to know Jesus. I need to know him as you know him. And Lord, I pray that there may be many that want to come to make that personal relationship where they surrender their heart, their life to you forever. And that they will... Stand firm, believing that you can do anything, nothing, nothing is too hard. Lord, our ears may be very hardened, or our heart may be very hardened. Our ears are clogged with all the lies from the enemy that he keeps telling us emotionally and mentally. In our mind, in the daytimes, our standards are battling with their words of all the lies from the enemy. And the the lies that the devil can tell us, even as a leader, he can do it to anybody. The devil is around all of us. So Lord, we have to know the truth. And the truth will set us free. The truth will open our eyes, as Linda said, that we have to know the truth. And the truth will set us free. Lord, every one of these, as, as we have talked about, is that the devil wants to say, A lie to us, as they said to Jay and to others, but the truth we need to stand is: this Jesus talking to me, or is this the enemy talking to me? And oh, may we ask that Lord, ask our Lord that twenty thousand times, over and over, so that we know that we know only the truth, that and we say no to the lies. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you. You're awesome, and you can break the chains. You can restore marriages. They can be all you want them to be. And we can have fathers raise their children. We can see our grandchildren grow up. And Lord, I just pray you will move the mountain of circumstances in every one of these people's hearts and lives that are listening to this around the world. I pray you would touch them tonight, whatever their most urgent prayer request is, whatever their need is, Lord, we ask that you would meet all of these people that are listening. May you meet that need. May they cry out and say, on my piece of paper, I am surrendering, and you write it down and that you never forget it. Put it in your, write it down on your in your journal tonight. Write it down in the computer where you write your notes down. But what are you going to surrender to the Lord tonight? Are you gonna surrender your tongue? Are you gonna surrender your doubt and get rid of your unbelief? Are you gonna learn to walk in faith and hope and trust and believe in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ? Oh Lord, touch them tonight. You're the only one that can touch and change and open their eyes to see the truth. You're the only one that can say, this is what's blocking it. This is where you've not surrendered. You need tonight to surrender this. Fill in the blank, Lord. Speak to your children. Father, they're crying. They're hungry. They've all sacrificed tonight. Lord, open their hearts and lives tonight that they know when they go home tonight, they're going to surrender. If They can even surrender it when we get in the circle. They can surrender it right now. Lord, speak to them and tell them, now is the time. No more delay. No more denial of what is blocking and what you're doing wrong. Us, ourselves. Lord, and we are going to say, Lord, we ask you to change us first. Then change our spouse. Lord, if there's anything that's wrong with your spouse, you know who we need to tell. We need to tell you to go touch and change them or change us to see them with the right eyes that, and see, the, see them as you see them. And Lord, we'll just give you the praise and the glory of what you've been doing and what you have been doing and what you are doing and going to be doing the rest of this night. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Tonight, my title is, Will You Fight and Pray for Your Spouse's Soul Forever? Will you fight and pray for your spouse's soul forever? And you could add your children on that also. But on our very special wedding anniversary of tomorrow, of Bob being obedient to the Lord, telling him home, I just want to tell you briefly, that Bob's first words when he knocked on my window at the office and I went there and I'm thinking, wow, he's, why is he here? He's two hours away from work. I wonder why he's here. And all of a sudden, I went and told everybody I'm leaving. I'm getting into the car and going to see what he's going to say. And I can't imagine if he was sick or whatever it was or something had happened to one of his parents or my children. I didn't know what to expect. But he said to me, and I want you to understand what he said to me. First thing, stop. Stop praying for me. Stop praying for me. And that was the last thing I expected for him to say to me. And I wanted you to remember that tonight. Because there is one thing that I could probably get very personal. And I could ask you, what is the one thing? thing that is the hardest thing to be faithful in doing every day and that is praying stopping and making a time that you just pay no attention you're not driving maybe you are in the bed in a room you are praying alone with the lord and you are saying lord i'm not looking at any traffic i am giving this five minutes ten minutes twenty minutes I am giving this to you. I'm going to pray. I want your presence. I want you to speak to me, and I'll read the word. And read the word. Time it. Put your timer on. And read the word for five minutes. And then give God five minutes to pray, and let him speak to you. I challenge you. Take five or 10, 15 minutes doing this. It will change your life. There is nothing more important than you praying and communicating with your lord and it's the hardest thing because we get interrupted and if we start early unless you have an early morning and you're really disciplined and you do a bible study and all now there may be half of you that are 30 40 50 percent that do this but when i talk to people i find they don't do it They're they're struggling with it. They, They gave up praying on their spouse, or they gave up on their marriage. They did this or they did that. Praying is hard to do because the devil knows when somebody prays, you're talking directly to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit, and there's power in prayer. There's power in reading the word. Now, I know you don't want to hear this because I've said this a million times. I've written this about a million times, but you all aren't getting it. Now, I'm not talking to you guys. You are the faithful. I'm talking to the other people that aren't, uh, you know. But I just wanted to make sure that this group knows that we are to pray and because you know what? I don't want all you guys getting together tonight and say, this is what my husband did. This is what my wife did. You know what she did? Grab hands and pray. You don't even have to grab hands. Touch the shoulder and let's pray. Pray tonight. There's nothing more powerful to do for each other is pray for each other. I see Ingrid there. If I was to go to her and say, how is Jimmy doing? He's got a restored marriage. She could go on for 5 or 10, 15 minutes about all the problems or about how sick he is. But you know what I would do? Pray. There is more prayer and more power with me praying two or three minutes for somebody than me talking and listening to their circumstances. Do you believe that? Do you really believe it? Because that's where we're at. We need to bombard heaven. And we need to bombard heaven for America. But we need to bombard our prayers for all prodigals around the world. We need to pray for all standards around the world. We need to pray for all the marriages that are being restored, that we see on our Saturday testimonies. We need to pray for them. And if we're not gonna get prayed, that includes us to get prayed for. But it says where two or three are gathered together, it is great. And we've got to pray. We've gotta pray and never forget the blood of Jesus. Prayer is a powerful weapon. I know that you've heard me mention The War Zone, but put it on your pencil, on your computer, write it down. But August 28th, The War Zone is coming out, and it is by the Kendrick Brothers, and they have another com- name for that, their company now. But they are, we went to it as a premiere, And I want to tell you, if you I saw through the whole thing, but it talks about, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. Prayer. Talks about prayer. Strategy of prayer. There's strategy. We have to put on the armor of God. We have to do things. We have to put the blood of Jesus over us, the hedge of protection around us. There are many different ways to fight the enemy. But if we don't do all the ways, the enemy tries to defeat us. So I want you to understand the power of the blood of Jesus. We want to understand that we need repentance they probably one of the most important words that we could use is repentance. Because first, number one, I had to repent. I had to repent for, for giving up on Bob. I had to repent for filing for divorce and telling him to get out because there was uh, somebody at work. And I didn't trust him, and I gave up on him. I didn't listen to him. He was trying to tell me, give me another chance, or, or, you know, it's not what you think. And you know what? I had the devil telling me all these lies. And then on Thanksgiving, he repented and begged and pleaded with me. I didn't let, the, uh, the devil was just saying, you're not gonna trust him again, are you? No, I didn't listen to God. I did not listen to God. And what we want you to understand is repentance is powerful. Go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. John the Baptist said, and John the Baptist came preaching in the desert, and he said the first, and he was the first one that was God, the Lord sent down in the New Testament. It was to repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. In verse 8, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 8, it said, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. You know what? Repentance is a 180 degree transformation. When you see somebody accept the Lord in your church, when they go and they accept the Lord or whatever way they do it, at a Bible study or whatever, you start to see that man, woman, child, teenager, start changing their habits, their behaviors, their speech. They start to have a glow about them. There's a change, a transformation. And we want you to understand: ask not, receive not. Right? So, are we asking and for our spouses to repent, to turn their hearts to the Lord? And I had so many scriptures for you guys tonight; you would be shocked. But I'll just have to do a devotional, or I'll just have to do a, something—a a telephone conference. First John, one eight to nine. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. In fact, you know what, since my time is short, let's go back to verse 5, because it's about walking in light. This is the message we have heard from him, and it says, and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. Exactly. Exactly what I was just saying. But if we walk in the light, and he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. That's the secret. We need to look at these scriptures. We don't have to study and read uh, 10 chapters a day. We need to look at the scriptures, like Lori was saying, and look at the nuggets of gold that are in one chapter, one section. And if we walk and do a, uh, a concordance and look up the cross-reference and look in uh, the cross-reference and look up all the scriptures, you could spend an hour doing it. But that hour, would, you'd be with the Lord and he would be magnifying one scripture. If God gives you one scripture, magnify it and do a cross-reference and write it out to see what the message really is saying. I did that all the time. But if we walk in the light and he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. Let us pray tonight that the Lord will purify each of us from our own sins. And then, Lord, would then you go and touch my one flesh spouse. Would you go touch all of my children, my grandchildren from all, all unknown sins? I have no idea about it. Maybe they're being tempted to lie at school or cheat at school. I don't know. But we don't need to know. We have to ask the Lord to purify them from all the temptations that they might be having. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, and that's a secret, we need to confess our sins. You know, I cry out and ask God to forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Many times through the day, but, but in Psalm 51, you can take that as a psalm like David did. And I ask the Lord to give me and purify my heart every day. Lord, I cannot stand up in front of you people if I do not ask God to purify me, to make me more like him each and every day. And I fail, but you and I are on a walk. So it says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we've not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and the world has no place. I want you to understand that... We're not, ba- we're not battling our spouse, we're battling the enemy. And please, whoever feels right now your spouse is the enemy, it's the lie. That is a lie from the enemy. And Bob always kept saying, don't blame us, but bl- take- we have to take, he had to take responsibility. He had to say, I sinned, I made a mistake, I did this wrong, I did that wrong and I repent and I confess my sins. But then he had to realize that he was tempted, and he opened the door, or the door was open when he was five, by having the enemy, by the enemy's tricks and schemes of molesting him. You could have been tempted when you were a teenager to go into pornography. You could have been tempted to do any number of things. And if we don't confess our sins, we need to understand, we need to ask the Lord to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We want the, the prodigal, or us first, is to have godly sorrow. And I won't read the scripture, but it's Second Corinthians 7, 9. We want them to walk in. And they, like Kathy said, they may not come home repenting and praising the Lord and shouting hallelujah when they walk in the door. And, and if they don't come home like that, Bob didn't either, um, you know, he said at the t- table when he, we finally got our license that day, but he said, I got to go to call my girlfriend and tell her I'm not coming home that night. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I know you don't know my story, but get it, get our testimony. But it says in Isaiah 55, seven, let the wicked forsake his way and his evil ma- and the evil man, his thoughts, let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. That's for you, and that's for me. That's for your spouse. That's for your children. That we, God will have mercy on our, all our spouses, all our children. And we need to put and personalize Isaiah 55:7, and personalize some of these scriptures. We need to forsake sin. Ask God for forgiveness. Read Psalm 31, verses 1 to 5. That is a prayer that is for if you're in trouble or if you had an enemy that appears like the other person or something or any of your circumstances. Read Psalm 31, verses 1 to 5. We need to bear fruit. You and I are responsible to bear fruit. Means We need to bring others. We need to bring others to the truth that you don't have to get divorced, that there is another way, the Lord's way. And we need to encourage them to seek the Lord. That, that, that if God says, I hate divorce, then there's a reason God says he hates divorce. In um, Luke 11:4, 4, you can write that down. It's the key, is continuous prayer. We need to pray with great confidence with the biblical truth. We need to walk in faith and hope and trust. Hebrews eleven six. 6, all of us know it, but are we walking in faith? Are we walking by, are we walking totally, and I know I, know I can, uh, you guys can relate, are you walking by sight? That's, that's what we were hearing tonight. I don't see my marriage being restored. I need to see my marriage. I need to see evidence, and God is so faithful. His children who keep saying, "Could I have one more? Could I have one more sign, Father?" You know. Unfortunately, our the other the Old Testament didn't get as many signs. They had a glowing angel maybe one time, with uh, but that's it. You know. I mean, they had burning bush experience. They didn't have ten burning bushes experience, but faith. It that's what you need. Fill yourself up with faith. Hebrews 11, one, now faith is being sure of what we hope for, that's you guys, and certain of what we do not see. And verse 6 says, and without faith, and without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Do you have a spiritual hunger? I'm going to ask you to write down a few words that I wrote down, and I'll do, I'm teaching on it in a few weeks. But do you have spiritual hunger every day for the Lord? We want you to have spiritual hunger. Are you growing spiritually? 2 Peter 3.18 Are you, Do you need insight what is going on in your marriage then ask God to give you spiritual insight Psalm 119 18 do you need spiritual knowledge then read Proverbs 1 verses 2 to 3 do you need God's spiritual protection Psalm 23 verse 1 Do you need spiritual stability? Are you up and down like a yo-yo when you're standing? If so, go to Ephesians 5 verse 6. Are you tired? Are you weary? Is your strength, are you just worn out? Then ask God to give you spiritual strength, as in Romans 1.16. Do you need spiritual truth? Are you going to walk in spiritual truth? Then go to Titus chapter 2 and read chapter 2. The whole chapter is awesome. Do you need spiritual understanding? Well, spiritual understanding, we all need that. And we need that to go to work. We need that to help with our children or grandchildren. You need that. And in Ephesians 3.18 it says, I'll start back. Verse 16, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. That's my prayer for you tonight so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you'll be rooted and established in love. Rooted and established in love. That means when the enemy tries to punch you or your spouse tries to push you over with something, with a circumstance or an issue, you know what's going to happen? You're going to react in love. May have power together with all the saints to grasp how high, how long, how deep, is the love of Christ, and to know this that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. You know what? I did a, a um, you need to be courageous. You need to be courageous. That's the bottom line. Be sanctified, live a holy life, and be courageous. Avoid sexual immorality. Pray your spouse turns away from sexual immorality of all types, as in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 to 12. I saw a movie Courageous last night, and it says in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men and women of courage. Be strong. Do everything in love. So I wrote down courage vertically. And I put C, walk with courage for marriage restoration. Write courage. You need to have courage to fight the fight forever. You need to be join God's army and walk with courage. You need to, oh, live a life of obedience. You do not live a life of unbelief believe in the power of your awesome god r let the lord be your refuge let him be your rock and your redeemer a god is able god is able to do immeasurably more than you can begin to imagine and g god created marriage and he hates divorce it's a covenant Allow him to direct your every step. E for eternal dividends. You will reap and see the eternal dividends in years to come. Maybe not tomorrow. It doesn't matter. It matters that you do that. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for tonight. We thank you for how much you have filled us overflowing with so many praise reports and so many truths that you revealed throughout the evening. Father, now we're asking you to help us become strong in prayer and fight. Become a mighty man of God, a mighty woman of God. Join God's army and walk in courage and faith and victory, knowing that we are going to fight the fight, knowing that you've paid the price. You've defeated the enemy. God, you sent your only son, and you paid the price. And you won the war. You won. You won. And now the enemy is trying to tell us we've lost. And we need to walk in faith and victory and know the word and pray. Lord, help us to be all that you want us to be. Lord, I just ask that you be with every one of these standards tonight. I ask that you will bless them, bless them abundantly, mightily, meet their most urgent prayer request. And Lord, I pray that they will grow mightily in the Lord this summer. And I pray that we'll keep coming back. And I pray for all the visitors that are going to be traveling to get them home safely and the ones to get all of our people safely home. And we'll just give you the praise and the glory for what you're going to do. Bless this night. Bless our standers. And may they uh, pray for each other instead of talk about the bad circumstances to each other. And we'll give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Since we have so many people here, we're going to do the prayer circle differently because we have 85 people here tonight. So to God be the glory, and I don't want to make you really, really late, but what we're gonna do is Fabian's gonna come up and uh, pray, and Luz will come up and pray for the women, and Deanne, would you mind coming up and praying for all the children and grandchildren and all the children that are involved? And uh, we'll get some of our prayer warriors here praying for us. And uh, we're just going to pray for, pray for all of you guys. And if you all have a special prayer request, please come to me or to Lori or to any one of these people. And what we'll do is pray with you, okay? But we don't want to. We, we know we're way late, and I, I want to honor your time. And we've got food for you, you can fellowship, and then we can do it. Is that fair? Okay. All right. When
4: we're done praying, we're going to close with one final song, which is We Will Remember, and it goes along with what she was talking about tonight, um, is remembering the things that God has said to you, given you, done for you, and not forgetting those promises when you're in the, in the deepest, darkest days. And,
1: Lori, I can pray, too. But what I want to tell you right now is I forgot to tell you. All the time that I was lear- writing down all these pages that I didn't use tonight, uh, But the, the thing was I had music on. And the music, I stopped and I praised the Lord. And music, there's such power in worshiping and keep music on. Even, but put, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord with music. I cannot tell you how that defeats the enemy.
4: Okay, okay. let's pray. you, Lord, we thank you for tonight, God, and we thank you for um, the way that we don't have to abide by a certain schedule, God. You knew what needed to be said tonight, what needed to be done here tonight, and I just pray that... Everything that was done was a blessing to you, Lord, and it was a blessing to these people. God, I pray for each and every man and woman that's in this room, and I thank you for their willingness to be bold for their marriage and to stand up and fight and to say that they're not going to let the enemy have their family and their marriage and that they're going to take a stand and stand for restoration. And Lord, we know that it's not easy. We know the days are long and the hours are long and the strife is is stressful. And God, we just pray that you would just touch to each and every person in here, Lord. Just bless their lives God we pray that they would continually have your word open they would be seeking you and that they would be attempting to grow closer to you in the midst of this God and we just pray that this trial and this suffering that that is happening right now would not be wasted Lord we know that you suffered for us and although it was difficult for those to see that watched you suffer there was a greater purpose in it and God we pray that the greater purpose that is going to come about because of the suffering that's happening right now would be evident And Lord we just pray that you would move swiftly if it's your will God if you still have things to teach each person and to teach us as we're going through this I pray that we would be receptive and open to it and I just pray that you would um, just strengthen each and every man and woman in this room God I also pray for the kids that are represented here I thank you for the kids that are in this room and I pray for the kids that are represented by the men and women here God and I pray that you would protect those kids from the enemy protect them from the things that the devil would like to tempt them with and the teens that are watching their parents go through these divorces and separations and for the adult kids that are going through it that are suffering just as much as the children that are at home missing their mom and dad. And, God, I just pray that you would do something miraculous in these families. I pray that the family would be changed and that they would be different because of the trial and because of the tragedy that they've gone through and that the people in their church, the people in their family, the people in their community would see that they're different because of you and what you've done in their life, God. In your name, amen. Amen.
16: Heavenly Father, we thank you for... Tonight, God, we thank you for being able to share your word, God, and I pray, Father, for every single person that was here tonight, Father, that every single one was touched in a very special way, and that you give them strength, the strength that they need, Father, to stand on your word, and that they look at me, Father, as the prodigal that is real, Father, that came home, Father, and that they put their hope, Father, in you, and their trust in you, God, for suffering, Father, builds character, and character builds hope, your word says, and That hope turns into faith, and that faith is what we need, Father. We need to believe in your word and surrender every single way and remind us, Father, that we need you and that we'll do unto you, Father, and that we need to do everything, Father, as if we do it unto you. God, I pray for every prodigal that is out there today, Father, that they may hear your voice, that they may hear our prayers, Father, for I came home because of a prayer, Father, because a lot of people were praying for me, God, in the same way that... Many men will come home and many women will hear your voice, God. I pray that every standard, Father, will find the strength, Father, that they need to continue to stand and to continue to trust and that they see that there are light for those who are out there, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
15: Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before you tonight, Father God, just giving you thanks, Father God, praising your name, oh God, because we come here tonight, Father God, to be reminded, oh God, that you are real, Father, and that you are faithful. God, that not one prayer, Father God, goes beyond your ears, Father God. Therefore, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I, I represent, Father God, Father, a wife who once waited, Father, for her husband and waited on your promise, Father God, and I pray, Father, that Lord, that what you did in my life, Father God, you don't have favorites. Father, you do in every single life, every every sinner that is here, Father God, that is believing for their spouse and their children. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you thanks beforehand, Father God. We praise you, O God, because your word says that the father looked far off when that prodigal was coming home, Father. So in the name of Jesus, God, remind us, O God, to praise you today, Father God. And even though we don't see it, even though the door hasn't knocked, we haven't received the text, the phone call, Father God, but we see way out, Father God, that our prodigals are coming home, Father God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, give us the strength, Father God. Remind us continuously, oh God, that you are right there next to us, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. Thank you for hope tonight, oh God. Thank you for courage tonight. Thank you that we are men and women, oh God, that we trust in you, Father God, and your word says that we win, Father. The victory is ours. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
17: Father, we give you praise, Lord. Give us truth, Father God, for every person that has come here tonight and every person that will hear this word, this message, Father God, by any, any media. Father, we thank you that it is divinely appointed, Father, for us to take this stand. And we thank you for this truth, Lord God, that has set us free to be able to, to do your will, Lord God. And Father, we thank you that it is not just for us. It is for our children it is for the generations to come father it is for our grandchildren to a thousand generations father we thank you god that you started with us and lord we thank you that no weapon formed against our children and our generations god shall prosper father we declare healing and we declare protection, Lord God, over our children, over our offspring, Lord God, our grandchildren. Father, we thank you. Right now, we pull down every stronghold in their minds, Father God every every assignment the enemy has against our children lord we declare broken right now in the name of jesus father and we declare that they will walk with you father that they shall have eyes to see and ears to hear lord god that they shall know the truth father god that will set them free father that they will look to us and our stand and our walk with you lord god they will look to us for guidance father and we will be the witnesses and the light and the example father God we thank you God that you will save us and our households father God and we thank you Lord that you will receive all the glory in the name of Jesus father we thank you that it is not about us it is all about you it is all about you Lord God And it's not what we think what we feel what we want what we don't want god it's lord your kingdom come and your will be done in our lives father your your foundation your institution is marriage and family lord god and when that falls apart society falls apart and everything falls apart the church falls apart so father we thank you that you are glorious that you are holy that you are perfect Lord God, and we thank you for the plans that you have for us and our children, Lord God. Help us to have compassion on our children. Give us insight and discernment, Lord God, that we would know what to do with our children and our grandchildren, Lord, that, that you would lead us, Father, to help them and, and understand, Lord God, that they're, they're hurting too, Lord God, and that they have pains and they have scars and they have wounds, Lord. And we thank you that you will, you will guide us, Father, to bring healing to them, Father. Lord we thank you for blessing this night we thank you for every testimony we thank you for every every word that's come forth Lord God we thank you for every worship for every every scripture Lord God that has come forth tonight Lord we just praise you for what you're doing and what you're going to do Lord God Father we know that it's the beginning it's not the end and we're going to stand strong in you Lord and not in the power of our might for we know it's only by your spirit Lord God Father, be with with us as we go this evening, Lord. Be with us every day. Bring us all back next week, next month, Lord God, and help us just to bring others that that can be blessed by hearing the truth, Lord God, that we can can bring the knowledge of marriage restoration and not divorce recovery. In the name of Jesus, Father, we bless you and we love you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen now we're going
1: to sing we will remember let's worship the lord and praise him and if you have a special prayer request speak it right right now and start praying when you're singing these praises to the lord what your special prayer request is we will remember
9: Amen. just goes like this
3: we will remember we will remember we will remember The works of your hands And we will stop And give you praise For great is thy faithfulness Everybody sing it We will remember We will remember We will remember The works of your hands Stop and give it away don't break, break. For break.